Welcome to Jason Massey, Branding, Web, and Everything Else. Today we're going to go through something very important that I think my viewers are wondering about themselves because lately it is just out of control, absolutely out of control, and I think 2024 is going to be the highlight of it. So let, today we're going to go through the F word. That's right, guys. We're going to go through the F word. That F word is fraud, okay? It's fraud. This is a clean podcast. It's fraud. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Jason Massey Branding, Web, and Everything Else Podcast. Branding, Web, Everything Else. Jason Massey is the name. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Go to my website, check it out, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell so you get the notifications, and let's get into it. Welcome back. Well, today we're going to go through fraud, that big F word that nobody ever really wants to talk about. It's not going to be too long of a podcast today because it's very important and I want to get my point across. I want to be concise and that's pretty much it. I just want to give you guys a couple examples, so... Uh, in here, I'm from Canada. Oh, I'm from Canada there, So, I'm all the way up here in Canada. Nothing special, nothing spectacular. Very cold, which is why I'm in my house. Because it is cold outside. Yet, no snow. No, it's just cold, wet, rainy. Kind of feels like Scotland, but colder. Anyways, hence the Scottish hat. But I digress. Um, when we go through fraud today, I want to just point out some special specific details on how you can prevent yourself from not getting sucked into the fraud because there's so many times we're like oh I I gotta do this and then you get an email and you you go ahead and you log in and then you realize oh oh I just got hacked yay wonderful so here are some tips and tricks on how you can make sure that you as a consumer do not get frauded Then I'm going to go through some tips and tricks on how, as a business owner, you don't look like you're being fraudulent. Two very important things. Let's get into it. So number one, as a consumer, if you're wondering, hey, is this fraud? Am I getting frauded right now? Super easy to find out because here's a few things. So the first thing is very simple, very simply put, if you look at the logo and the logo looks a little off, it's definitely not Amazon telling you that you're getting a refund for something that you probably didn't buy, which is my number two. Look at what it is that you're getting a refund for. And remember, did you buy anything in the last two, three weeks? Amazon's usually a couple days. If you're in the States, it could be the same day. So if you're getting a refund for something that you don't remember returning then that typically doesn't happen, especially with Amazon. Uh, with Amazon, what's going to happen is basically they will, or you have to put in the, the refund. So when you put in that refund, you are going to make sure that everything stays where it's supposed to be. So you go, okay, um, and meaning stays where it's supposed to be, meaning in your bank account. So you go, okay, uh, I didn't purchase this. I want a refund. Boom. They'll say, why? You say, Why? Why? uh, What's the reasoning? You say, what's the reasoning? And then they'll either return it. 
they'll say they'll ship you a box to return it, and then you'll get the refund. Or normally they'll just simply say, you know what, just keep it. We'll send you the refund. Sorry about your inconvenience. Please purchase another one. Put in a good review. So if you're getting an email saying that you're getting a refund, right there is a red flag. There's red flag number one. Red flag number two is if they didn't copy and paste a, a logo, that's number two. And that's pretty much what they do. They just copy and paste a logo. So number three is if you didn't purchase anything in the last few days, then it's probably not a refund and it's probably fraud. Number four, if you go down to the links below, uh, usually they have like at the footer of the website, it's going to show like you, you'll click it. It'll say like a, a privacy policy terms and conditions. They're getting good. They're getting good because when you click it, Sometimes they'll actually pop up to a privacy page or a terms condition page. Sometimes they'll go to a random website and you're like, this has nothing to do with Amazon. I just want to read their privacy policy. So that right there is a red flag number four. And if they, if you click them and they just go to a 404 error or 503 or there's basically it's an error page. Yeah, definitely not Amazon. You think Amazon's going to have an error page? Maybe once in a while. But they're pretty on top of it to make sure that they don't have any any error pages. Everything links properly. They'll make sure they link everything before they launch that website or even that page. Okay? There's there's ways of doing that. So that's red flag number four. Red flag number five is if you go on there and you go to log in, and if you're one to use like uh, Google or Apple passwords where it just automatically inputs it for you and it saves it on like the cloud or your computer or whatever, and that doesn't show up, yeah, probably not the right website because it should just, boom, populate for you and then you log in, no problem. The sixth thing that you have to look out for is a URL. If that URL's got something weird and wonky and funky going on, there's a lot of letters and numbers and you're like, what the heck is this? Well, that's because it's not Amazon. It's, it's a fraudulent website. So you got to really make sure that you're looking at those six things. Super simple. Number one, the logo. Number two, you're going to want to make sure and think to yourself, did I order anything in the last few days or few weeks? Number three, they're not going to just be sending you a random refund. Number four, I know these aren't in order. I'm trying to remember everything I just said. Number four, your URL. Number five, the links below at the footer. And then number six, I don't remember number six, but there are six things. Uh, I believe number six was the font of the, the the typeface, if the link's working, the logo's correct, and if uh, – uh, there were six things there. There's something. Anyways, you can go back and listen to it. This is just my second podcast. We're, we're getting better as we go. So nothing written down either. This is just off the top of my head. Um, so anyways, those are the six things that you got to know as a consumer. Now, as a business owner, there's certain things that you can help your consumers – your customers, your clients, to make sure that they know they're not going to get frauded. Number one, change up your logo every now and again. You'll notice that Scotiabank does, CIBC does, they're banks. Why would they ever change the logo? Everybody knows who they are. RBC, BMO. Well, that's because I've seen it where the person actually got a, uh, they, uh, I'm in the car business and they bought a car and is with a CIBC cashier's check. So everything checked out pun intended. And we go to cash the check. 
bounce back. We're thinking, hmm, that's strange. There's $70,000 on this. Well, we look closely in the CIBC logo. Again, we're in Canada here. Is the old logo. It's not the new logo that they've had for a few years now, which means they would have sent you, they would have, if you have checks, they would have sent you a check. If you got a check from the bank, they would have issued out new checks with the new branding. This is why they brand. It's actually a security risk if they don't brand. So because they brand, the consumers know that it should look like this logo, but we're so used to the old logo, we didn't think about it. But now we know we're looking at the logos. We're looking at the typeface. You know, if they have a serif and on the check it's a sans serif, then it's not it's not an actual actual check. So we have to always be looking at those things. So as a business owner, you, you're going to want like every five or ten years just to do a refresh of the logo. Never a redesign. Well, I shouldn't say never. If you're going to do a redesign, it should be after about 10 to 15 years. But then every five years, right, you'll do a refresh. Every two and a half years, you'll just do a refresh. Just tweak it a little bit. Add something to it, right? So this way, it kind of slowly gets into the rebrand or the re, the redesign. And again, that's where I come in play where it's just because I created you a logo doesn't mean that we're we're finished. That logo is going to continue, continue, continue. Our relationship is going to continue to grow because it's a constant, a constant thing of changing and making sure that you look at. And it doesn't matter if you're a small business or a big corporate business because you still have to maintain that trustworthiness. If you want to grow, especially in the digital world nowadays, there's no more, hey, how are you in a mom and pa shop, unfortunately, because all the kids are going online. If you want to survive, do good. You got to do things online. So number two, uh, as, a, as a business owner, you got to make sure you have a proper typeface. And if you're posting things on Instagram and it doesn't match your brand, how do I know that it's actually you guys posting it? There's so many times where I'll go to a local business. I'll go to the website, one, or their Instagram. One, it doesn't look professional. So I'm, I'm going, well, are you a business or are you just one guy trying to sell things? Right. I mean, to me, it's got and, and it it is tough and it, it takes some time. So if you only if you're only posting once every three weeks, you know, you're not going to get that brand for a couple years. If you're posting constantly every day, eventually you're going to get that brand look and identity. If you do a branding, a proper brand identity from the get go right from the beginning then you're going to be able to have, okay, this is how I post. This is what I sound like. This is my personality. This is my color. This is, this is, this is. And you stay within that framework of design aspects, like your tone and personality, where you put your logo, how you use your logo. You're going to also put in your typeface. You don't want to start using Comic Sans. God forbid you use Comic Sans. Do not use Comic Sans. But if you're using Helvetica, then just stick with Helvetica. Don't don't switch over to you know Baskerville or something. These are just names of fonts. If you don't know what that is, basically you've got the little lines on the on the bottom, and that's a that's a serif. You got a sans serif, which is more modern. It's just a regular you know looking A instead of line line, and then an A here. It's just an A. So that's the difference between the fonts. And then you've got like handwritten fonts. You've got like beautiful cursive fonts you've got like i just wrote a font kind of thing so now there's like tons of tons of fonts so you don't want to switch up those fonts too too much obviously like new year's special events christmas you can change it up and and that's okay especially for when you're doing the 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 marketing side of it 
but you still want to stay consistent because that consistency is what people are looking for to say, yes, this is the brand. Those six things that I said for the consumer side that they're looking for, you want to make sure that your website, your brand, and everything that you put out is going to match the complete opposite of those six things that the consumers are looking out for. You know, you don't want broken links on, on your website. You don't want to have different typefaces every which way. And you don't want to um, be posting things that don't make sense. So many times I go to Instagram, I'm looking for an account, and there's 16 other accounts just reposting what the other account does. So I, I need to know. Like You have to post your actual name every single time so I know that's you and only you and there's nobody else because fraud is intense. They'll say, log in. Give me, give me, log in with your credentials, and as soon as you do that, it goes on to their, it's called MySQL, so basically it's like their database, um, and once it goes on their database, it's theirs forever until they physically go into your their FTP folder and delete it, so that's theirs. I know I'm dropping some, some words, some of you don't know, and that's okay, but basically, you punch, as soon as you log into a website, it is on their website forever. It doesn't leave, just to put in layman's terms unless they physically delete the website themselves, then it's gone. And even then, there's some back-end stuff that they have to do. So your information, they have it now, and then they'll sell it. They'll sell it to another company out somewhere. That other company will get in, get all your, your credentials, and then they'll use it to get onto your bank and then drain your bank account. And that's basically what they do. Or, you know, I need gift cards. Who, who really needs gift cards? Okay, that's the worst fraud ever. They really need to work on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for $800. I'm CRA. You have to pay it in gift cards, and I specifically want iTunes gift cards. The heck are you buying in iTunes for that stuff? Like, come on. It doesn't make any, any, any sense. So gift cards, don't understand it. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe if I understood it, it would make more sense and I can explain it, but it's just, it's dumb. So anyways, that's fraud. Those are some things that you got to look out for as a, as, as a consumer and as a business owner. Next time I will write these things down so I can uh, <laughs> properly do the list at the end for you so you remember. But hey, if you really like this, you'll go back and, and actually go through it. So I appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for listening to this. I really appreciate you guys always coming in. I'm going to attempt to do this every single week. I know it's it's, it's kind of difficult for me to do it as I do it just in my bedroom. So I got to do it when nobody's nobody's here, nobody's around, so I don't bother anybody. And but I do I do want to hear um, as many as many uh, good things, comments. Share share this podcast with local business owners. Uh, if you're a consumer and you want to just know more about branding itself and the implications it has on life, then stay tuned to this podcast. We're going to talk more about it. So again, hope you're having a great day. And I look forward to hearing from you on the comments below and in my DMs as well. Anyways, have a good day.